Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with Glenn Ambrose. Today we're talking about, obviously, a very comical subject, addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, it's not comical. No. Uh, Oh, I'm just laughing at myself, not the subject matter. (laughs) Anybody that doesn't listen to this uh, when it's released and is going through all of the categories... Of the names and they of go, the episodes, Ooh, let's pick and addiction. Like, oh, addiction! That's what I really need to listen to. Addiction, and then they hit and then that they, opening. They hit the opening, and within thirty seconds, we're They're like, howling. "What is wrong They're with this like, dude? This is not going to help me." Yes, this is this is a new twist on addiction. <laughs> this dude laughs about it. What are they on right now? What? Yeah, really. What are they addicted to? <laughs> Maybe they need to listen to their own show. <laughs> Wait, we haven't recorded it yet. <laughs> oh. We'll be very sober by the end of this. Yeah, yeah, I'll make sure I break down and cry a little later. <laughs> Just to offset the balance. <laughs> it's all about balance, you know. <laughs> So addiction. So addiction. Back into the depths of addiction. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, since since I wrote an article in the June issue of um, Natural Awakenings magazine, we figured we'd do a little addiction special. So Now available at places everywhere? Yeah, go pick up yours. Including this <laughs> well, studio, if you know, you're leaving them. And the other thing, too, is actually, they, they you can read this article online if you go to Natural Awakenings. Uh, R.I. R. Natural, R. 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 Natural Awakenings. Yes. Go there. And uh, it's in the June edition. Called See the World in New, Conquering Addiction by Glenn Ambrose. He sounds like an interesting dude. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> So let's let's start with um, the, like a definition. We'll we'll go from there. Addiction can be defined as a persistent compulsive dependence on a behavior or substance. It's a progressive syndrome increasing in severity over time unless it is treated. It can take many forms. Some are obvious and some are not. So that's all the reading I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> But that's you know, it's important to know that it, it's it's the it's a you know an addiction to a substance or behavior that is becoming a problem in your life. You know, if you're if you're choosing to dis, to uh, if you're choosing a behavior or a substance over your own peace and happiness there's an issue. No, there's an issue in your life. And the problem isn't the the substance or the behavior. It's the fact that you need to choose it. You know, the 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 fact that your life is going in a direction that you're not happy with and you need to escape from it by getting a high or a fix out of a out of an addict addictive action. Um 
you know, that's the problem. So the problem isn't, isn't necessarily the actual substance. It's that you need to turn to it. You know, that, that's the problem. It's the, the, the substance or the behavior is actually a solution for to a bigger problem to a bigger problem right yeah. and it's that you, you're incapable of dealing with life on life's terms without turning to that to the without turning to the addiction so although the addiction is a crappy solution it's still a solution nonetheless <laughs> you know life is the problem there are i mean Obviously, when somebody says addiction, the word addiction conjures up images of uh, alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, um, possibly food and sex. That's those are the main like. Yeah, those are those are the main ones, and it's you know that that most people are aware of, and even the sex one is just getting more well-known nowadays because of the media, you know? But even there are other, th- like, people can be addicted to anything. Anything. Online shopping. Uh, texting. Surgery. Texting. Going to the gym. Oh, yeah. Binge-watching shows. Relationships um, is very common. Yeah. People get addicted to relationships, and, and a lot of times it's at the, at the beginning of a relationship uh, because of that honeymoon period. There's that high that they get. Um that you know somebody might um it doesn't really matter if they're they're um they've been alone for a while or if they've been in a relationship but when they get into a new relationship there's that there's that um that rush of endorphins that little high that comes out and i mean i've seen it in different situations where people are trying to separate from one another and they they go a certain period of time, and I've even done this in a past relationship, where I, I'd go a certain period of time, and then all of a sudden to reach out to that person, just because I'm a nice I'm a nice guy. Like oh I you know I just happen to run across this article that would help this person dealing with this particular situation that I know they're going through, and I mean you know what kind of human being would I be if I didn't pass that on? I mean it's just. It's just me being a kind person. It has nothing to do with her. And then I send an email. It does have anything over, to do with her. It's you, know, you feeding your addiction. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, so I'd send that email. And it's like, oh, I'd get that fix. You know, and, and she'd respond, thank you. Ooh, okay, good. You know, then I'd go on because, sub, you know, consciously I was telling myself that I wasn't trying to stay connected with her. Then all of a sudden, you know, a month or two, whatever that cycle was um however long it was at the time would go and then all of a sudden some another reason would come up you know and i i've had it happen to me where you know every four months like clockwork all of a sudden you know a girl would reach out to me and it's like whoop you know there it comes (laughs) you know so it's that but that's a form of addiction because it's you're you're taking an unhealthy behavior it's just people aren't aware of it, you know? And what happens with that particular addiction is oftentimes the, the, the person that's trying to get on with their life, like 
that that actually has the addictive aspect subconsciously they're blocking any new relationships from coming into their life because they're still attached unconsciously to this other person yeah. you know so it's you know they're not even aware they're they're probably out there even they could even be out there dating we talked about <laughs> that we we talked about that last episode um they're staring ahead at the door that won't open yes yeah they're staying the uh, a and they can't see anything else that that might open around them right. cuz another door is going to open somewhere but they're just they're fixated on that one because they have an addiction to it right and it's and you know i like themselves i like that example because it's not so obvious you know you 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 look at an alcoholic that's destroying his life or her life and you're like oh my god well look isn't that horrible but we all have, of course it is, but we all have addictive aspects to our life. We're, we're very habitual beings. We get little subconscious feeds off a lot of things that we do in our lives, and we're completely unaware of it. And it's the same basis, you know, it's the same basis as these other things. It's just, you know, working, I've done a lot of work with addicts and alcoholics, and early on, I really thought there was a really unique difference about them. And as I've, over the years, I've, as I've worked with more, you know, non-addicts and alcoholics, I've found that the, there's really not that much difference. It's just not, the, the basis for the addiction or a behavior is the same. The things that people are struggling with, you know, somebody that works a little too much and uh, doesn't have a happy home life, that person is dealing with the same types of issues that an alcoholic is dealing with. It's just that it looks different on how it affects their lives. You know, somebody, it's more obvious when, when an alcoholic, you know, goes off on a tangent and, and you know, kills somebody in a car accident. You know, it's that that's more obvious and faster acting, but it doesn't mean that the motivations underneath aren't very similar to somebody who's, you know, who's who's gambling at night or, you know, on a regular basis and not telling their spouse and losing some money or or, you know, not even it, it doesn't have to be that profound. It's that you're doing something unconscious and if you understand that there's a, an addictive loop to it, like there's a need, it's being fulfilled, and you're not fully in control of yourself, with that knowledge, if it's just a minor addiction, you can break it with that. You know, the problem with alcohol and drugs is that there's a physical manifestation of that allergy too, of, of the addiction. You know, you've, you have that mind obsession that is so powerful and so strong, and then all of a sudden there's a physical aspect to and and like an alcohol addiction there's that physical aspect that your body is literally craving more alcohol so i mean it's that's why it's so difficult to get out of that you know an alcoholic is going to have a lot more difficulty breaking out of that pattern that addiction than somebody is that's emailing a, a girl that that they dated for two months, you know, once every few months. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like night and day. It's just that the addictive loop is similar, you know. So understanding them is is very helpful. 
All right, so I, I think that that was, uh, like, the first section of this is, this is what addiction is, right? Yeah. And this is how broad it is. And that everything, the underlying theme of addiction is this, that, you know, that you're looking for a solution for something else, and it's a loop and all of that stuff. What is the difference now between... Someone, why does one person maybe get addicted to buying things on Amazon and someone else is unfortunately dying of heroin? <laughs> like, I mean, it could be a lot of reasons it, that we'll never know, you know. Is but, it, but, like, is it just circumstance? Is it just. Is it is it deeper? Is it the worse the issue, the, the harder the. The addiction, like uh, this is just, there a correlation? There's kind of there's too many moving parts, really. You know, to 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 narrow it down like that. Um, the you know there is a, a genetic and or a physical predisposition for certain addictions. You know, I mean that that they've proven that. If alcoholism runs in a family, there's there's more of a chance that you know somebody else in that family is going to be addicted to alcohol, especially because it has a physical component to it, like that. You know, a matter of enzymes breaking down the alcohol and things. So, so I mean, they've there are predispositions to certain things. Environment plays a big toll. You know, what you've been through can can you know. But it's, you know, we never know. There's I mean, literally no way of there's knowing. There's no way. No, there's no way of knowing that. Like, oh, this person, you know, if they don't watch out, they're going to become addicted to heroin. And right. if this person doesn't watch out, that, you know, they might buy things from Amazon. Like, there's no way of knowing where they're going to turn and what's yeah. going to click. You never, like, anybody could be anything. All right. And I mean, in the in the... Like addiction understanding really expanded tremendously through Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, and that's why a lot of, I mean, I'm reading a book now, Power Versus Force, that refers to AA in all kinds of ways um, to explain different societal things and outlooks and stuff because it's a spirit the the book the big book that was written is a spiritual text it has very deep understandings of addiction and and other issues within it um so you know one of the things that they say is from Yale to jail it doesn't discriminate <laughs> you know uh, that's great yeah and it's true i mean you you know you've got people in there that are highly successful and you've got people in there who've never been successful at anything yeah you know it, it just an addiction does not discriminate deep thought yeah uh <laughs> i'm thinking if it's too early to move on to my third part question which is no i because I, I think it's the biggest one yeah absolutely the biggest one how do you get out How do you uh, well, break the addiction? I have a 30-second answer that will cure all. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. that, 
That is, um, that would be 15, nice. You have about 15 minutes. Solve the world's problems. Uh, yeah. Go. Um, well, you know, the, the aspects of, of getting out of the addiction are really looking at the past to understand where you came from and why you are where you are. Um, Dealing with your present circumstances and creating a new vision for the future, a new way of thinking and dealing with life for the future. You know, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And, that, you know, the, that's kind of that, that's what the 12 steps do. You know, that's why they're so successful. The, the 12 steps have brought millions upon millions of upon millions of people around the world to sobriety. There is, I've heard upwards of 80 or sometimes I've heard over 100 different um, 12-step groups for different addictions. That tells me it works. Like, (laughs) you know, like what? Somebody's not going to take a model of something that doesn't work and create another program off of it. You know, that it's just we don't do that. So this this doesn't work at all. Let's create a hundred more programs just like it, so those can fail as well. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, the twelve steps work, and basically what they do is they, you know, it doesn't necessarily work for everyone. I mean, I believe everybody's different, but it works with many people. And the reason is is because that's what the twelve steps do. They walk you through that process. They walk you through looking at your past and understanding why you did you're doing what you're doing and how you can and it teaches you how you can take responsibility for your future and to start living a different life and it also teaches you it shows you a different perspective to look at life through you know as you're going through that so that's you know that's why it works and um so that from my experience personally and working with others that is you know that's the core of any addiction now with a alcohol or a drug addiction you may need to go through a 12 step program most people do um maybe something like you know shooting that email to that that person every couple months to stay connected all you need is awareness and you go, oh, that are you kidding me? I didn't even draw that line. There's a twelve step program for that. Oh, I'm sure I'm there is. It. You know, but <laughs> but it's just that you know that one is a little bit easier to control. You you know sometimes the awareness of it is enough to just say, oh, I'm not I'm not going to do that behavior anymore. I wasn't yeah. aware that that's what I was doing. Do you think that the majority of people that are suffering from addiction are aware that they are addicted? <laughs> that's a that's a tough call consciously or unconsciously consciously i think most people who are suffering from like really suffering from an addiction um you know kind of moderately to severely yeah i think there's a part of them that that's pretty much aware that there's a problem because you know, uh, if they're able to be honest with themselves, though, that that's part of the addiction process is denial. You know, you can't sit there. It's very difficult to stay an addict if you're sitting there going, "Well, I'm I'm an addict. I have a problem. There's another way, and I'm choosing not to do it." 
that that's very uncomfortable. Right. Part of being an addict is believing that there's no other way. You know, you you kind of you you can't destroy your life with a clear conscience if you know that there's another way. So you have to deny the fact that there's another way. And one of the best ways of doing that is denying that there's even a problem in the first place. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely denying that there's a problem for, like, the old adage, I can stop anytime I want. You yeah. just don't want to stop. Right. And and I mean... I, you know, and then they throw the cigarette right away and they immediately take another one out of the pack. And, you know, yeah. that's how that is portrayed in television and movies and, and everything. The, yeah, the it, denial and... It, you know, that's the joke. Everybody sees the denial and they hold firmly that that they could quit if they wanted to. They don't want to. And it feels like it's a solution, to, you know, because it is a solution. So, like, if you take somebody who's destroying their life with, and I'll keep using drugs and alcohol because it's the most obvious, yeah. you know, but it can be in a lesser way in a lot of different things. Um. Well, I shouldn't say a lesser way. You can kill yourself with a lot of different things. It just takes more years. <laughs> you know? Definitely. So, so like you can have some somebody that is, you know, drinking that has a problem with alcohol and their life is falling apart. And then, you you know, somebody comes in and says, listen, your life's falling apart because you're drinking. You should really stop. And they go, no, it's not my drinking. Life is just not fair to me and it's falling apart. And and you know my my wife's leaving me and and they won't see that it's from the alcohol because they feel that the alcohol is the only thing holding them together because it's the only time that they can make the head crazy stop it's the only time that they can find a little bit of peace so when they're not drinking they're a mess so they're sitting there and their mind's racing and they feel out of control and they feel like they need a drink and, and nothing's going right and life sucks and all this stuff. And then they have a few drinks and they feel a little bit better for a little while. And everybody goes, you need to stop drinking. And they're like, are you kidding me? It's the only time I feel good. Like, wh- why would I possibly stop drinking? <laughs> like, you know, life is my problem. And do you want me to stop the only thing that makes me, that gives me the ability to deal with it? Heck no. You know, so that's, that's their perspective. You know, and that's, that's why a lot of people don't understand it that aren't addicts and alcoholics is they're looking in from the other side going, you're destroying your life. Why would you keep doing that? Well, it's because you've never been there and you're not looking at it from their perspective. That's why. There was a, um, I, I read a book recently called uh, "We Learn Nothing," and um, it's a it was a collection of essays that this uh, satirical cartoonist wrote. And one of them, he talked about like the like people that go crazy um, for for things uh, like the woman that drove across the country that was in love with the astronaut and wore a diaper. <laughs> And I love that. And his question was, his question wasn't like when when things like that happen, where we all go like, how did that happen? His question was like, how does that not happen every day? Yeah. And uh, like that, we're functioning unconsciously so often, right? That, and yeah. um, so my thought was like, you when I when you see like an addict in in something that you're like. That is visible, 
that is this person is a is a drug addict or right. or a very clear alcoholic something that we deem way worse than our addictions we think how does that happen but it's like that happens every day to ev- like oh yeah i would say like everybody is addicted to something <laughs> Uh, probably like most people yeah most people probably they they have some sort of addictive some something behaviors. about them is addictive they're, yeah, like, they're, they're like, using something uh, and and just to touch on that a little bit like michael bernard beckwith says to to um use your ability to choose use your freedom more often you know, and he's he's like, just do little things. Just sleep on the opposite side of the bed as you usually do. You know, take a different way to work. Do just something, not just because it's going to make you more conscious of your behaviors. You know, we're so habitual. We do so many things unconsciously just out of out of habit and pattern that, yeah, there there are things in our lives that, that are detrimental to us that we're not even aware of. And this is what I'm saying. I think that if we can become aware of our own addictive traits, our own, you know, whatever we do that is that is somewhat addictive and somewhat of a solution to a problem that we're looking for, then I think that it's easier to realize that and then not judge and to empathize when you see right. what we deem as worse addictions. Yeah, absolutely. You know? You know, um, and it, and it's it's a step towards our own happiness too. Yeah, because you know this is it's it's a really foundational stone for for our happiness. It's because we can we can look at it and go, okay, I, I'm going to take control. Like these things, they they might not be hindering our lives that much to where they're making us miserable. That's why we don't really notice them. Yeah, but. Living unconsciously is keeping us away from something that 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 can make us more fulfilled. So if we if we use that consciousness to to see it and go, okay, I'm doing that, and it's actually a little bit detrimental. The benefits we're going to get from overcoming that is not only for that particular situation. It's going to open us up and go, oh my god, I have. It's going to empower us to have more control over what we can change in our lives, which is going to give us uh, an uplifting feeling, which is going to make us want to do more work on ourselves, which is going to give us a more empowered feeling, which is going to, you know, and then it's just going to feed off of itself. Uh, It's time for the quote of the day. Yay. Um, All right. So this one's obviously about addiction. A lot of people think that addiction is a choice. A lot of people think it's a matter of will. That has not been my experience. I don't find it to have anything to do with strength. Matthew Perry. Yes. Obviously, Thank you, Ben. Good obvi- night. <laughs> obviously, Matthew Perry is... Uh, Chandler Bing. Yep. And now Oscar Madison. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Well, anyway, yeah, that's that's a good point because... The the willpower thing is something that people from the outside often believe and people from the inside often believe. You know, even even an addict will have a tendency to feel like they're weak 
and and that their willpower is you know should be able to stop them but can't and the problem with that mindset is willpower doesn't work on something you give yourself permission to do so the problem with we'll say an alcoholic when he's going to go for a drink he's sitting there and he's going okay life is horrible this sucks um i want to go have a drink but i can't because i'm an alcoholic so i really shouldn't have a drink and then the mind goes yeah but you know your life is really screwed up anyway so you might as well i mean you know there's no way you're gonna make it through this situation and you blah 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 and then what happens is the mind obsession talks you into agreeing to drink so then your willpower is useless because <laughs> your, your willpower can't work against something you give yourself permission to do. So that's why the willpower doesn't work. I mean, alcoholics and addicts, when they get sober, they've shown that they're very strong, willful people. I mean, and you kind of have to be if you think about it. I mean, to destroy your life with that amount of just fortitude and pushing forward. You got to be pretty strong willed. You're destroying everything around you, you, your family. You, <laughs> I mean, everything. And to keep pushing forward, you got to be pretty strong willed. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's, willpower doesn't work because it's not a matter of willpower. In the addict's head, they come to the conclusion that turning to their addiction, may it be food, shopping, anything, is what's necessary to bring them peace, to deal with the situation, to make life bearable, whatever it is. That's the solution. And once their mind agrees and shows them that that's truth and that's what they need to do, Willpower's out the window because they're no longer trying to prevent themselves from doing it. They've agreed that this is a good idea and they're going to go do it. Um, this was a great discussion, uh, I think, personally. <laughs> I uh, think. I don't know if As I mean, discussions go. <laughs> like, for us at least, I think that this was a, like, I like that it was, you know, we laughed all the way through it. Uh, which is a hard thing to do when you're talking about the subject, and uh, it's it was good. It was like you it know was, what I mean. Yeah, it's it's not as heavy of an episode as uh, you would assume. Um, but yeah. if if people need help, then it becomes a very serious situation. And uh, if they do, where can they contact you? They can contact me at life-enhancement-services.com or my Facebook page, Life Enhancement Services, or Glenn Ambrose with two N's on Facebook. Um, and yeah, I do work with all kinds of issues, um, addictions being... It's it's one of my specialties. It's definitely something that I've had a lot of experience with, so... So uh, it's it's right at the top of the specialty list. Um, although I like to find common threads in all behavior, you know, in all life situations. But but yeah, so contact me there, and I truly believe that it's an outside perspective is really important 
in most things, in all things, really. You need to, we need to learn how to deal with things differently. And addiction is no, you know, no, it's not excluded from that. We need to reach outside of ourselves to learn how to be different. And when, you know, when we do that, success follows. So that's it for today. All right, and make sure to check out the uh, article in this month's edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, um, rinaturalawakenings.com. And that's actually the June issue. Yep. So when this is released, it won't be. It'll be June. It will? will? Yeah. Well, maybe it'll be still June. Okay. Well, anyway, it's a June edition, so you guys can figure it out from there. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. This podcast is presented by New Shore Productions. Executive producers Glenn Ambrose, Benjamin Barber, and David DeAngelis. Hey.